Welcome to Apostolic Perspectives, where the faith is raw, the exploits are radical, and the conversation is real. Prepare your life to be activated in the supernatural and your heart to be inspired to love as your host, Mike Brewer, shares stories from around the world. Enjoy today's episode, and make sure to connect with us on all social media platforms. Guys, today we're talking about deliverance. Deliverance is absolutely sweeping through new regions, new territories in the body of Christ. It wasn't long ago here in our region you did not hear about deliverance, and God spoke to us in a mandate of intercession for the well, the uh, apostolic hub that I lead here in Maryville, Tennessee. He said, I'm giving you a mandate of intercession for the full eradication of witchcraft and occult powers out of the region. Guys, that began this big deliverance push in our region. I mean, it was a lot of tension in the beginning. I'll give you an idea. Last year, there's over 1,400 documented deliverance that's, that was came out of the well or related to our hub here in Maryville. Um, just this month, one of the largest Baptist churches, multi-campuses in our region, just did a deliverance services. Now we have mainline Pentecostal churches doing deliverance services in their areas. Um, we have Baptist churches that are doing deliverances. Guys, it, it through that intercession, we were able to, to flow in that breaker anointing, break this thing open in our region where deliverance was forced on the desk and forced on the elders' conversations of many churches around this region. Many have rejected it. They pushed it away. They want nothing to do with it. But that will not stop the freedom that God has intended for His people. God wants His people free. He wants His church free so that they can be healthy. They can reach the lost. So, guys, embrace the message of deliverance. Maybe it is totally new to you. You know nothing about it. And over these next several podcasts, I'm going to be teaching you about it. You're going to learn. You're going to get some insight. And I'm just going to start with just an introductory teaching today. Um, I'm going to Let's see where we're going to go. I'm going to start with you guys today on on what is the distinguishing differences of legal rights. These are entry points and strongholds. When it comes to deliverance, we must be able to distinguish those two things. And just let me toss this out there. I'm not a novice. I didn't just read a book yesterday or a couple of weeks ago and just cast out my first demon, and now I'm doing podcasts and, and video cast about it. I've been doing deliverance for over 25 years, probably close to 26 or 27 now. I'm not exactly sure. Um, just, I mean, we had 1,400 deliverances out of our apostolic hub last year. Um, I, let me tell you the story. I remember I was sitting in my home with my Bible open, and I was reading in Matthew chapter 10, and it speaks about cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead. And I remember praying, I dropped my Bible right down on my lap, and I said, God, I don't see a lot of people casting out demons. Now, let me just throw this in there. I don't know why I didn't say heal the sick, raising the dead, but some reason, which I believe this Holy Spirit prompted me to pray that, I said, casting out demons. And I said, God, feel free to use me in that if you want to use me that way. And within just a couple of weeks, I was reading about it. I was studying about it. I found myself in Applebee's restaurant. I had ministered that night as a young minister, and a bunch of us went out to eat. And kind of everyone at the same time, they got up and left the restaurant. And there was an acquaintance of mine sitting across from me. He had just recently been born again, and God was doing a work in his life. But he looked at me, and he said this question. And many of you need to ask this question. Why can't I be free 
like many others that I see. And my first thought was, I have no idea. But in that moment, Holy Spirit dropped a word of knowledge right down in my spirit. I didn't know what a word of knowledge was at that time. I didn't understand revelation in that way. But Holy Spirit spoke, and I looked at him, and I said, maybe there's a point of pain in your life that's not been healed. And maybe that's a, that's a word for some of you guys today as well. Demonization can result through pain, trauma, abuse, um, ridicule, word curses, rejection, abandonment. Um, it can create trauma in your spirit. And through that confusion as a result of that trauma or through the betrayal that brought about the trauma, whatever it is, the demon can come in that way. And here's the deal. If there's a demon there, cast it out. If there's not a demon there, don't worry about it. But don't get caught up in an argument. Can a Christian have a demon? All you need to be concerned, if one is there, cast it out. Out. If it's not, go on. So I'm going to give you some insight today. We're not going to go deep, deep dive into the entire topic of deliverance, but I'm just going to talk to you about two things, and that is how do you distinguish the difference between a legal right and a stronghold? And I'll walk you through some of this. A legal right concerns how demons get in. What was the right or the open door, you may say, that let the demon come inside of a person? A stronghold, uh, let's consider it how they stay in or the house that they build to dwell in while inside of a person. We could call that stronghold. It, it is a house of emotions. It is a house of thinking. It is the stronghold the demon lives in within the person. Now, you may have a, a stronghold of lust and perversion, um, you know, in that area, a sexual stronghold, but the demon may have came in through playing with a Ouija board or um, doing some type of, of witchcraft ceremony. So how a demon comes in is not necessarily describe the house that it's going to build. So when that happens, um, when, when, when that happens, when a demon comes in and then it builds a stronghold, say a perversion, but it came in through a type of witchcraft, well, a lot of people spend their time working through the perversion aspect, and, and we must do that. That's part of the discipling nature that we walk people through, but we cannot actually get them fully free, even if they begin to abstain from the behavior. And that is absolutely possible. A person through discipline, through the power of the Holy Spirit, can abstain from sinful behavior while still having the compulsions, while still having the thoughts that would try to drive them into this behavior. So if we minister in the realm of stronghold without dealing with the right of entry, which was witchcraft, we may cause them to abstain, which is good, from doing the sinful behavior, but the demon will still dwell within them because the legal right through witchcraft has not been dealt with. So I'm going to help you distinguish the, the differences between legal rights and strongholds today. So number one, a legal right opens the door for the demon to enter. It's how the demon comes in. It is, it is an, something that was done or something that was said. A stronghold gives ground for the demon to stay. And the second point, a legal right gives permission. It is something that grants permission for a demon to enter into the person. 
through an action or through a word that they they spoke or a vow that they made. Now, listen, I'm going to be very repetitive. I'm giving you 10 distinguishing factors between legal rights and strongholds. These are repetitive, and that is for a purpose. I want you to understand and drive this point home. If you're going to understand deliverance, if you're going to begin to move in deliverance, this is something that you must understand because people will come to you with the presenting problem. They're going to come with you, come to you, and ask you to pray for them concerning this thing that's very obvious, a stronghold of perversion. And they're going to have their conversation all around that. But you must look beyond that and you must say, okay, we have to figure out what let this thing in. And then we do an interview process. We ask some questions, you know, when, when did this start? You know, we ask some background. One of my first questions, have you ever done witchcraft in any form? Um, have you been sexually abused? That's another big one. And who do you hate? Those are three questions that I always ask. And then I may go on into further questions was, were your parents involved in witchcraft? Were your parents involved in, uh, in, in false religion? Were your parents a part of a secret society? You know, I want to understand something about the parents because if, if something may have entered the bloodline and it came down upon the child. So the second point, legal right gives permission to enter a stronghold provides cover. A stronghold wants to, 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 to protect the demon. It's the, it's the fortress. It is the home the demon lives inside, within the person. And a person may be free in 95% of, of their life and have a stronghold in one area. And that's where people get really confused. They're like, oh, man, I'm a powerful minister. I, I preach the gospel. I love people. I do missions. Um, but then this one area of their life they have a big struggle in, and then a demon comes out, and they're almost shocked. Well, guys, demons may not, as a believer, they don't have total control over your life. They may have an area of your life, such as a stronghold um, that they occupy, that they, they work in, um, but they seek to sabotage the other areas of your life. So point number three, a legal right involves behavior. It is something that was done. It is something that was said. There was a type of an agreement that that was involved. So legal right involves behavior. It's some action or activity that a person was involved in. A stronghold consists of the feelings. It is revealed in the thinking. It is revealed in the feelings. Someone may say intellectually, God loves me, but emotionally they feel so disconnected from God that he is so far away that he is not involved in their life. So a stronghold is revealed through the thinking and the feelings, the emotions of the person. So when I'm doing a deliverance, I'm constantly asking, how do you feel? How do you feel? What do you feel going on? Because the stronghold consists of feelings. So to go in to um, extract the demon, to exercise the demon out, then we must go into the house of feelings. We must go into the stronghold, and it's revealed in the feelings, and that's where the demons are hide, deep in the psyche, in the mind, the will, the emotions of the person. Point number four, a legal right is broken in an instant by confession and renunciation. Hear me when I say this. 
You do not have to break a legal right over and over and over and over and over again. You don't have to pray it 45 times. This is more of a a legal issue. That's why we use the term legal right. So, for example, if someone has um, deep-seated unforgiveness, that's maybe even a root of bitterness or hatred in their heart for another person, and you attempt to cast a demon out of them, that demon's not going anywhere because that demon has a right based on unconfessed sin and unforgiveness. So how, how do they break that? In Jesus' name, I choose by God's grace to forgive this person. That is dealing with the legal right. Now, there's going to need to be emotional healing, possibly inner healing, um, further counseling that will take place, um, eradicating a further stronghold. But the legal right of unforgiveness is now broken if they speak that in faith in Christ because His grace is sufficient. Now, they may not feel it. And that's the second part of point number four. So let me reiterate. A legal, legal right is broken in an instant by confession and renunciation. But a stronghold requires time to be progressively removed by the process of healing. Hear what I'm saying. The legal right the demon had through bitterness, hatred, unforgiveness was broken at the moment of confession and renunciation. But the results of having that in their life, which may have been a stronghold, requires time to be progressively removed by the process of healing. Point number five concerning legal rights and strongholds and distinguishing those differences. A legal right seeks to circumvent the common grace of God. Now, I say seeks to circumvent. A legal right seeks to circumvent the common grace of God. God has grace upon all of humanity, yes. Um, We appropriate that grace through faith in Christ in our lives. But a legal right, for example, let's say there is a child that is molested by an abuser. That child did not agree with that activity. That child could not consent to that activity. The parents of that child did not consent to that activity. But nonetheless, an abuser found his way in, found access to the child, and abused the child. That is how the enemy seeks to create a legal right of confusion and pain in that child's life while circumventing the common grace of God. The demon, it wasn't fair. The demon didn't have a right to do this, but nonetheless, through the abuser, it came in, and the results were confusion, pain, and trauma in a child's life. So therefore, although the demon broke the right, the laws, to come in to abuse this child through another person, no one agreed to this activity, but the pain, trauma, and and damage to the psyche has taken place through that abuse. Now the demon has a right through that pain and trauma and confusion that was created. That's what I mean by saying a legal right seeks to circumvent the common grace of God. A stronghold seeks to avoid the effects of surrender and sanctification. So uh, give you take you back to the, the initial um, analogy I gave about a, a stronghold, um, a person saying, intellectually, I know God loves me, but I do not feel him. I do not feel his love. He is distant. He, he is not involved in my life. That's how they feel emotionally. So the stronghold is, is unable to feel the love of God, although intellectually they believe he loves them. So when you look at that person and say you're teaching on the love of God and 
they, they can look at you and go, I hear what you're saying, but I do not feel it. I cannot enter into the love of God. So that's what I mean by saying a stronghold seeks to avoid the effects of surrender and sanctification. It is, it is like a wound, like a baseball that's wound up very tight. You pour water on it, the water just beads and rolls off. Um, it takes time for that water to begin to penetrate that stronghold, that fortress that the demon has built around a lie and a deception. So moving on to point number six. Remember, I'm talking about legal rights and strongholds. I'm contrasting these. So you, if you are seeking deliverance, you can begin to think, wow, okay, I have this obvious stronghold in my life, but what was the legal right of a demon to enter? Or if you're doing deliverance, you'll be able to to get to the appropriate conversation. You cannot just spend all of the conversational time concerning the stronghold or the presenting behavior of an individual. You must have previous conversation, and let's look for legal rights and entry points in your life. Then we look to see how the demon would have operated in your life to build this stronghold that is presenting in your life. So listen to me on this point. This is crucial. A legal right is often rooted in generational sin. Hear what I'm saying. A legal right is often rooted in generational sin. This I'll take us deeper in some further podcasts coming out in the future, and we will talk about the term generational curses. I will typically use the term generational assignment. Um, the, the children are not responsible for the sins of their parents. Absolutely, that is true. But the sins of their parent may have opened up a legal right of entry for the demon to come into the bloodline. Now the demon's in the bloodline. It is looking for a right of entry in each subsequent generation. I'm not saying it's automatically there. I'm saying the demon is now on assignment. It is in pursuit for the sons and daughters of the the generations that preceded them, and it is looking for the right of entry. As soon as it finds a right of entry, that generational curse, if you will, that language, that curse has now entered another generation. So a legal right is often rooted in generational sin. If your great-great-grandparent was a, a, a Freemason and he uttered vows and dedications over your bloodline through his action of word curses, coming into agreements with demons, through his ritualistic actions, he has now dedicated the bloodline to the false gods of Freemasonry. So therefore, each generation is now a new target for those demons. They're looking for a continuation. They're looking for a right to enter so that the curse can continue from bloodline to generation to after generation after generation. So a legal right is often rooted in generational sin. A stronghold's power is in current behavior. So generational sin may have opened up the door, but the stronghold is power is in current behavior. So if a person is bound in lust and perversion, the activities of lust and perversion and pornography and 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 continual masturbation and all of those things, the lust, that is feeding this stronghold and causing the fortress of a stronghold 
to be stronger, deeper, wider, to take over more area of a person's life. Ultimately, the stronghold wants to consume the person's psyche. It wants to be all they think about all day long. It wants to grow from 5% to 10% of a person to 20% of a person. It wants to spill over and bring other people into whatever this behavior is in the stronghold. So a stronghold's power is in current behavior. A legal right may be rooted in generational sin. Now, let me take you a little bit deeper here concerning legal rights and strongholds and contrasting the difference. A legal right is a matter of spiritual justice. It, it has no emotion in it. The activity may have had emotion in it, but it's, this is a legal issue. It is a legal issue. It is if a demon has a right, it's not going anywhere. If it doesn't have a right, it's got to come out. But if you're attempting to drive out a demon and the demon has a legal right, let's say that person through some type of witchcraft uh, behavior or sin, they invited that demon in. Maybe they did a seance and summoned up a demon. That demon has a right to be there. They may have asked God to forgive them. They are forgiven. God, they're in a, they're in a right relationship with him, but they've not revoked that invitation that they gave to the demon. So the demon gets to say, they asked me in and they've never told me to leave. And the person's like, but God has forgiven me. And that is absolutely true. But you ask the demon in, you must in Jesus name, command the demon to leave. So that's what I'm talking about when I say a legal right is a matter of justice, spiritual justice. It's a legal issue. A stronghold, um, strongholds hold the innocent in bondage, attempting to stop grace and mercy. A stronghold holds the innocent in bondage, attempting to stop grace and mercy. They do not believe they're worthy of grace. They do not believe they're worthy of being forgiven. They do not believe God loves them enough that he's given grace to them. So that's how a stronghold um, concerning the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God stops a person from receiving that. God is pouring it out, but their mind is in such bondage, and the stronghold wants to resist truth from coming in that will make them free. So that's when they can hear the word that you're saying, but they may not receive the word that you're saying. They may intellectually even agree with what you're saying, but emotionally they just can't get there because there is a stronghold, a house of thinking and emotions that has been erected in the person's psyche by a demon. And then point number eight, a legal right continues generation to generation to generation. Hear what I'm saying. If a legal right is there, the legal right will continue. But a stronghold requires a cause of conduct or agreement in each subsequent generation. The stronghold may not continue. It has to be built in each person and then another generation. It has to be built in that generation. But the legal right of entry continues generation after generation after generation. And then point number nine, I've said this before, but a legal right is specific to external words and actions. It is something that was done, something that was said. A stronghold is invested in states of consciousness. It is about, it's about their thinking. It is about their will. It is about their emotions. 
but a legal right is about an action that was done or something that was spoken. Stronghold is about how they feel, who they believe they are. They may say, I know I'm a child of God, but I feel like a filthy sinner. I know the blood of Jesus has washed me clean, but I feel so dirty. That's the distinguishing facts between strongholds and legal rights. A legal right is about what an individual has done. Hear me when I say that. It is about the action that was taken or the words that was spoken. A legal right is about what an individual has done. A stronghold is about who they believe they are. Guys, that was 10 points concerning legal rights and strongholds without a whole lot of fluff. I went straight to the points because these are some things that we must understand as children of God. Make sure that you guys subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on Mike Brewer um, at Apostolic Perspectives um, on Facebook. God bless you guys. I look forward to the next round of Deliverance Talks with you. Thank you for listening to Apostolic Perspectives with your host, Mike Brewer. We hope that you are blessed by listening, and we encourage you to check us out on social media at facebook.com slash apostolicperspectives. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to keep up with all of the latest episodes.